Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. Today is May 2nd. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. Sean, I'm going to see you in a week for Device Talks. That's crazy. I know, that's it is. And uh, for anyone listening, we hope that if you aren't already coming, that we'll see you there May 10th through 11th, the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center. Go to devicetalks.com to learn more and register. We we would really love to meet meet more people in person, meet our listeners and get that get that rolling. We're really excited for the event next week. Today we're going to be discussing Medtronic's regulatory win for leadless pacemakers, diabetes advances in Europe, and smart toilet seats. So what's the first thing we need to know to get our day started today? Sadly, you're going to have to wait for smart toilet seats because the first thing is Zimmer Biomet is going to acquire 3D printed implant maker Osis or Osis. This is Zimmer Biomet's second M&A play this year after announcing plans to acquire Embody in January. So uh, the company's clearly getting pretty active. What does Osis offer in terms of supplementing Zimmer Biomet's extensive orthopedic portfolio? Osis makes personalized 3D printed implants and complex hip replacements, including for second time replacements and ones that involve bone tumors and trauma. And Zimmer Biomet said that the company offers rapid design and production of these personalized implants, which aligns with the company's mission. Hmm. It sounds like this acquisition kind of underscores the growing trend toward personalized medicine and 3D printing in the medical device industry. So I also read that Zimmer Biomet and Osis had an agreement prior to this acquisition, right? Yep, that's right. So in July 2021, the companies entered into an agreement that made Osis the company's Asia Pacific partner for patient-specific 3D printed titanium hip joint replacements and other pelvic bone replacement surgeries. I should note that Osis is based in Singapore, I believe. So the companies expanded their partnership to Europe, the Middle East, and Africa in December 2022. And according to Zimmer, the acquisition marks the continuation of a successful partnership. So going on two years as partners, and now they're going to be more than that, it seems. Hmm. So the ability to create customized implants tailored to a patient's individual needs and 3D printing has the potential to revolutionize the way we approach orthopedic surgery. Are both Zimmer Biomet and OSIS executives optimistic about this recent acquisition? Absolutely. So Sang Yi, the Zimmer Biomet Asia Pacific Group president, said the acquisition demonstrates our commitment to bring transformative med tech advancements to patients in need. While Kelvin Hyland, the OSIS managing director, said Zimmer Biomet shares our ethos of innovative technology with a strong patient focus. And OSIS is thrilled to join Zimmer Biomet's established portfolio with cutting edge solutions and expert capabilities. All right. What else should we know to get the day started? Well, you should also know that Cook Medical treated its first patients with a new uh, venous valve. Uh, it looks like the start of an interesting clinical study for a new new product. So what is Cook Medical testing in this clinical trial? The company is looking to evaluate its venous valve for treating chronic venous insufficiency. Uh, this trial evaluates the safety, effic- efficacy, wound healing, leg pain, and disability levels over five years. How exactly is the valve designed? The company didn't offer too much information on the actual design of the valve, only explaining that that its design functions similarly to the way that veins naturally work. So it's a novel proprietary artificial valve designed to mimic native venous valves. Interesting. Executives and doctors must be excited about the start of this trial. It sounds like there's a lot of patients that could be treated from this device. 
Yeah, well, uh, Mark Breedlove, the senior vice president of Cook Medical's vascular division, said that first in human clinical trials are exciting and they're a milestone in treating patient populations with unmet needs. So having the first patient enrollment is a proof of Cook's commitment to innovative and unique ways to treating debilitating conditions. For sure. Moving on to our next item, what else should we know? The one you've been waiting for. Uh, the FDA cleared a smart toilet seat for home heart monitoring from Kasana. Now, this is the first that I have heard of a smart toilet seat in the med tech industry. I don't know about you. So what is this smart toilet seat? It is absolutely new to me as well, uh, but also very interesting. And in a way, it's exactly what it sounds like, uh, but it's called the heart seat. Uh, it's a toilet seat like the one you'd find in your home or any home or wherever you are, but it's designed to measure vital signs, particularly in this case, heart health measurements. So I'm assuming this would be in a non-invasive and convenient way for monitoring heart health. So how does it work? Yeah, well, it measures heart rate and oxygen saturation. And Kasana says it passively captures health parameters. So non-invasively aims to reliably track health trends with no behavior change. When used, it unobtrusively gathers the health data and analyzes it in context to provide insights into health and trends. It sends that data to the designated care team's dashboard, and then, you know, the care team or the user can do whatever they like with that data to help stay healthy or manage their health. Interesting. What's next for the company, and do they expect to launch anytime soon? Yeah, so it's currently got partnerships with researchers to conduct validation studies for further clinical measurements. It wants to file for future indications this year. It mentions systolic and diastolic blood pressure as the indications they're looking at. But Kasana aims to initiate its market launch for the heart seat by the end of 2023. Wow, so soon. It looks like we have some more diabetes news. What else should we know? Yeah, so Abbott's Freestyle Libre 3 was authorized for automated insulin delivery in the UK. Obviously, the device itself doesn't deliver the insulin, but it works uh, as part of a closed-loop system or artificial pancreas. And uh, it's another sort of step forward for Abbott in the insulin delivery space. We've seen them sort of creeping into that area. And it sounds like this is an important step toward improving access to diabetes management technology. What does this authorization mean for Abbott in the UK? Yeah, it's, it's another step forward in an ongoing collaboration with Ipsomed and CamDiab that has already made a footprint in different parts of Europe. But in this case, it's the first hybrid closed-loop system to work with the Freestyle Libre 3. And essentially, the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, or NICE, in the UK recommended the use of hybrid closed-loop systems in a draft guidance published earlier this year. So it's clearly something that the UK is in favor of and wants. And so Abbott's sort of making its claim there. Hmm. And how does it work? So the Freestyle Libre 3 itself is a small sensor. It's the smallest and thinnest CGM in the world, according to Abbott. And it provides glucose readings for people with diabetes. So in this collaboration under UK regulations, it links with National Health Service available products, which are Ipsomed's insulin pump and CamDiab's app algorithm. So the app automatically adjusts insulin dosage on the pump based on readings from the Freestyle Libre 3, and then the pump delivers the insulin, creating the entire closed-loop system. Fascinating. This is just one of many recent regulatory milestones for Abbott, right? 
Yeah, so the company's had a few good weeks in the U.S. in particular. Uh, Medicare decision expanded access to CGMs, which includes the Freestyle Libres, widening the company's addressable population. And the FDA cleared a new reader device that accompanies Freestyle Libre 3 in particular. So, yeah, uh, it's another good step for, for the company that's clearly you know looking to expand its reach in diabetes. And finally, Medtronic has some big news as well. That's right. So Medtronic won FDA approval for its next generation micro leadless pacemaker. So it looks like another big step forward in cardiac pacing. For sure. This seems like an important development in the field of cardiac electrophysiology. So what do these next gen leadless pacemakers do? Yeah, so like previous leadless pacemakers, they're small battery-powered devices that send mild, painless electrical signals to the heart to keep it beating normally. But unlike traditional pacemakers, they don't have leads or also known as wires that run from the generator to the heart, and they don't require a separate battery under the skin. It's all one device. As we know, Medtronic was founded on pacemakers pretty much. So this is interesting to see this development. What sets these leadless pacemakers apart from previous iterations? They offer longer battery life and easier programming, Medtronic says. 40% more battery life compared to previous generations. They have a median projected battery life of nearly 16 years and 17 years, respectively, between the AV2 and VR2. Medtronic said this means more than 80% of patients receiving a micro pacemaker should only need one device for life, which is pretty incredible. The AV2 in particular, Medtronic mentioned, has advanced algorithms that automatically program AV synchrony to help coordinate the heart's upper and lower chambers, and it has higher available tracking capability for faster heart rates. So it seems like big improvement on an already, you know, very impressive platform. That point you made about only needing one of these pacemakers for a lifetime is really, that's really fascinating to me. I guess it kind of yeah. limits the risks that come with open heart surgery or just inserting pacemakers in general. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. What did the executives have to say about the FDA nod? Yeah, well, like you said, Medtronic has uh, long been a pioneer in in pacing. So the GM of the company's cardiac pacing therapies business, Dr. Robert Kowal, said, our goal is to improve the patient experience by continuously reinventing our groundbreaking leadless pacemaker. Since inventing the first battery-operated cardiac pacemaker 65 years ago, Medtronic has transformed pacing technologies to benefit patients, including the nearly 200,000 patients who've already received a micro device so far. So only further expanding their reach with with improved technology. Well, that's all we have for today. Thanks again for joining me and giving us a rundown of what we should know. Uh, You could read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. You can connect with us online as well. I'm on Twitter at Danielle underscore Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H, and the same name on LinkedIn. What about you? Uh, You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Sean Hooley, S-E-A-N-W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us Wednesday for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm